what you need, you know I got it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'll tell you what, man. Got to have it all the time, can't live without it. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm not talking to you. I talk to anybody out there, the haters. I talk to the haters right now. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Kirk Morrison. He is one of the all-time friggin' greats. Today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. From the Houston Chronicle, Aaron Wilson. Plus, Chris Mannix. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Uh, welcome in. Welcome in to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm uh, Kirk Morrison. Your guest host for Rich. Um, always love to have this platform, so thank you, Rich. I know he's enjoying vacation, and hopefully I won't burn the set down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, though, I, I couldn't do this if I didn't have the crew, so I'm always excited to be back. And I always feel like it's like a family reunion with my long-lost cousin. <laughs> right? And so my cousins are here with me, Chris yeah. Brockman, Mike up, Del Kurt? Tufo. Kirk, Mr. Uh, T.J. Jefferson over there in the uh, over at the Putting Green. What up, though? How you doing, man? Good to oh, see you. Tremendous, Kirk. Good, Good. to see you, bro. T.J. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> every day from now every on. day. Um, but last night, guys. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about on the show? Right? It's Thursday. We're in the middle of uh, well, toward the end of March. Um, football is already in its second you know week of free agency. Yep. You got the NBA trade deadline that'll happen. As the show will come to an end a little bit later, in about what, a little less than three hours, the trade, NBA's trade deadline will be over. I was talking about baseball. I went on a spring training baseball trip last year. Did you week. go? Yeah. Oh, nice. Because I remember nice. in the last few years when you filled in, you talk about you go on this trip every I go. year. I, I didn't go last year due to COVID. Of course. Yeah, of course. obviously COVID hit and uh, a trip that I did not make last year, but I went this year. Had a great time down there in Arizona. Totally uh, different than California, but that's for another conversation for another day. Um, but you know, of the daylight savings thing—is that what you mean? <laughs> well, that too. Daylight saving time does uh, does hurt, but not anymore. They're on the same time as us now. So yeah, they never switch. Is, yeah, they never switch. But now they're on Pacific Standard Time. Finally. So then I'm thinking about all these pro days, and I'm like, what do I want to talk about? Yep. And so I want to start here with you guys. I want to start with the NBA trade deadline. All right. And the reason why I want to start there is because that's like the news of the NBA right now currently. But yet I sit back in my mind and I start to like really think who actually, actually has a shot to actually win a title this year. You know what I mean? Like we can talk about all the moves that can be made. We can talk about the players who are available and oh, what if we get this guy? But I'm like, does that guy literally make a difference for your basketball team? Let's be honest. This race for the NBA Finals, right? The NBA champion is between, I would say, four teams. Yeah, who you got? Lakers and Nets, I mean, obviously. Lakers and Nets, obviously. And I'm almost to a point where, like, if we don't get Lakers Nets, I'm kind of disappointed. Like, no offense to Utah, and we saw what happened with, you know, LeBron and Kevin Durant when they talked about Utah players. Like, people yeah. just don't like the Utah <laughs> Jazz. It's like, it is, Which it is, is so known weird. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I never did. I didn't play with the Utah Jazz either during NBA Jam days either. So, it's no offense to the Utah <laughs> Jazz, but they could be a, a, a potential spot. But for me, I'm just looking at the teams possibly that can, I guess, upset the Lakers or Brooklyn and get there. My teams right now currently, I think it's going to be the Lakers, right? I think it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets, and I want to see that for an NBA final. But outside of that, 
like who really are the contenders? Yes, the 76ers, they look like a good team. Watch Tobias Harris the other night, kind of balled out a little bit, and they'll get Joel Embiid back, Ben Simmons. And and then I'm looking at the Suns, another team that – but do they have enough? Right? Like there's good teams right now currently in the NBA. They're good. I mean, the record tells me that. You are what your record is. I mean, you're a good basketball team. But we all know like regular season versus postseason – it's a little bit different, right? It's totally different. Totally different. And so now as I'm looking at the trade deadline and I'm looking at some of those names, I think we had a trade go down a little bit earlier where uh, Nikola Vucevic goes from yeah, Orlando man. to Chicago. Chicago, and, yeah. and this is one of those baseball trades because it's not like Chicago is currently in the playoffs. They're trying to make that wild card. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the round of where it's – the 8, 9, 10, and 11 seeds battle it out for who gets the 8 seed. So this is like a baseball wild card trade. Like, hey, we, we just want to get a shot at the tournament. Right. So it could, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Chris Maddox in the third hour about this trade just so I can kind of wrap my brain around what happened with that one. But um, obviously, the guest today, too, I got to talk to Ian Rappaport. He's coming up at 12 20 Eastern time. We'll get to his thoughts. Mac Jones, Pro Day, Alabama. Get, get what. Kind of what the buzz is now about Mac Jones. I'm down he, with Mac Jones. You down with Mac Jones? Well, he could Jones. be in that first round of quarterbacks. We'll talk to him. Aaron Wilson, uh, the writer down there, before he covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle. Just the update uh, on Deshaun Watson. Right? It's a story that continues to get more and more legs. And then I mentioned Chris Mannix. We'll be in the third hour. We'll be talking a ton of NBA as a trade deadline will come to a come uh, to a close uh, pretty soon. But you know, it's it's. I'm just trying to figure it out, fellas. I really am because I'm I'm I've always been one that if you entertain me, I'll watch, right? Remember it's been that first round of the NBA playoffs and you kind of watched it and it's usually some good games. You'll see teams you're like, "Oh, wow, the NBA is great." And then you get to that next round and you're like, "Oh, this is not good at all." Like, the bubble was good. It was fun. Bubble you, was fun. It, it gave us some new stars that we hadn't seen before or guys who are really starting to come into the I'm thinking about, like, Jamal Murray last year. Totally. You know what I mean? like Even Donovan Mitchell Donovan to, a certain, Mitchell. to a certain extent. Absolutely. I mean, he makes a shot down at the end. I mean, now you're lifting him from just being a – I think he's a superstar to one of these big-time players that you truly follow. And that was last year in the bubble. I want to know what this year's playoffs is going to be. And this is the funny thing. And I'll throw this at you first, Chris. Let me know. Or Brock. I'll call you Chris or Brock. Hey, we're buddies anyway. Anyway, all good, um, think about this, though. Remember in like the 90s, early 2000s, everybody was like, you got to win the Western Conference. You got to be the number one seed. You need home court advantage in the NBA. You need home court advantage. And we've seen not only through the bubble, but I think now it doesn't matter about yeah. home court advantage. It doesn't matter about having to play four games in my home arena because I don't think I'm going to get to that many games. Yeah, TJ, you can speak to this too. You watch a lot of ball, but home court advantage in the NBA this year, next to zero. I know a, a few a few arenas, a few of these cities are starting to allow fans, and it's just you know minimal, a few thousand. I know that makes a little bit of a difference, but it's not 
18,000. It's not right. Utah where they're on top of you mm. and they're screaming <laughs> at the officials and suddenly, you know, the calls at home go a little bit more in your favor. Or, as, you know, like you mentioned, the late 2000s, we know there was a Tim Donaghy situation oh, going there on. There you go. Don't bring that up. <laughs> but we know things are going a certain way when right. you're in the home or it's game six and the league wants a game seven. You kind of know it's going to happen. But now, I mean, just watching regular season games this year, I mean, straight-up underdogs are winning more than ever. Mm. Uh, the road teams are winning more than ever. Yeah. And I think we saw it across all sports, NFL included, this past season. Home field, home court, and eh, next to nil in this uh, COVID world that we're living in. It, it doesn't even matter, right, at all. And I'm looking at, like, obviously the Lakers, right? And, and TJ, I'm with the Lakers, and I know Anthony Davis is out. LeBron James is out. And so, to me... It's about just getting to the tournament now. Yeah. Like people keep saying, like, "Oh, who's going to dethrone the Lakers?" And I'm looking at LeBron. I'm looking at AD, and people are concerned because the Lakers don't look like the same team. Obviously, they're not the same team. You don't have two of the best players in the NBA. They're not playing. You're not going to go out and win games. It's exactly. tough to win. And then you look at you know, Kyle Kuzma has his little time. This is his time to shine, by the way. Kyle Kuzma, yeah. while Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they go out and show everybody. If not now, when for Kuz, <laughs> you know, he better do it now. But if you if you honestly look at them just getting to the tournament, are we saying that if the Lakers were a six seed or a seven seed that they can't win the Western Conference, they can't get to the NBA Finals? No, it's it's crazy. So now I'm looking at could these teams now just say, you know what, we need to rest our stars. Is what ha- is what happened last year with the pandemic, mm-hmm. with playing in the bubble, finally starting to catch up with some of these guys? And look, LeBron James's injury on the ankle was a freak injury, right? He was going for the ball, and I you do. know Solomon Hills is trying to reach for the ball, and he, he rolls an ankle. Could have happened at any point, yeah, yeah. any time, yeah. But I'm starting to say, at some point, can fatigue set in? Can fatigue start to set in with some of these guys who? been playing basketball around the clock at some point do you just say you know what how do we minimize the minutes a little bit let's just get to a- end of april let's just get to the playoffs make it there healthy make it there healthy like seriously like th- that's where i think the nba is now turning so it's a little bit difficult for me to watch some of these games now, right and then like you get excited about oh i can't wait to watch for me i'm a warriors fan steph curry and yet Sure. He may not be playing, or right. Kevin Durant not playing, and I'm watching. Think about some of the stars who are hurt right now. I mentioned Steph Curry's hurt, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's hamstring. It's remember, he, remember, he was right. supposed to be back right after the All Star yeah. break. Yeah. He's still out. Still out. Remember Joel Embiid that knee injury. He's still out. That was scary. That was yeah, that was scary. But he's still out. Mm-hmm. I mentioned LeBron. I mentioned AD, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at these NBA stars, and if I'm teams. If I'm executives, general managers, head coaches, I'm kind of scared because I need these guys in order to win. I need these guys if we want to get to an NBA Finals. And so I think these injuries for me are telling me, look, let's kind of play this thing a little slow. Let's kind of ease guys back a little. No need to rush. We got plenty of time. We're going to make it. And now with the expansion of the NBA playoffs to now – yeah, have this little like play in tournament. Yeah. tournament now. So you have the eight, nine, ten, and eleven seeds. I think it's seven, eight, nine, seven, ten. Seven, eight, ten. Oh, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, seven, eight, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah. ten. Yeah, we can add those in. So with the seven, eight, nine, and ten, as long as you're not a seven, right? You're good. So you're actually just playing to be a six seed, so you have to play those extra games. Right. But if you know you have that in your back pocket, how hard are you willing to go? 
Like, how hard are you willing to go? I'm not trying to go back to my college years, but if I know I've got a pretty decent grade, and it's like, hey, this is one test, you can take it. It doesn't really reflect on your grade. You're like, what? Wait a second. (laughs) You mean this one doesn't reflect on my grade? Oh, perfect. Like, you don't have to use that same amount of effort. You don't need the same that, you know, to to buckle down and, oh, it's in the fourth quarter and we need to, like, okay, they got this one. We see that way too too often, I think, in the NBA anyways, that a team is down by, you know, about 10 points. They give a nice little effort in the fourth quarter and they realize, you know, it's not going to happen. And you got coaches who just give the little, all right, we got it. We're done. We're done. They raise the white flag. So. It's funny. We were talking to Rick Brucker yesterday. and uh, Rick. The Lakers are in the three seed right now. Of course, they were in the driver's seat kind of all season in the West before Anthony Davis gets hurt. And now LeBron, they've lost three in a row. He was talking about the Lakers being in this playing tournament. They may fall all the way to nine. And suddenly now the Lakers are kind of playing for their playoff lives when they were the prohibitive NBA favorite to win the championship all season long. That's tough. I, I, I don't see that. I think that they'll find a way to at least be a six. Like I can't get them all the way down to seven. I think LeBron will be back. And it was funny. Like, I had this conversation the other day. Like, we were talking about LeBron. A couple of guys we were saying, because, you know, kind of let me down a little bit. I was hoping to see Lakers, Suns, Sunday night. I was, in, you know, in Arizona for the weekend. Oh, right. Yeah. And Saturday, literally before, like, LeBron James hurts his ankle. Oh. And it's like, now do I want to go watch <laughs> <laughs> the LeBron and, I mean, Anthony Davis list Lakers Versus the Suns, so, I I, so right? I'll pass. I'll pass on that one because I mean the Suns are a fun team to watch. They're, no, they're a fun team to watch, but obviously one of the surprises of the NBA season. But people in Los Angeles, when's the last time you've seen LeBron James live? People living in LA, they they haven't. The mm-hmm. Staples Center is not open unless you work for the team or something <laughs> right? like that. Yeah. But you know, I'm just a basketball fan. I'm a sports fan. I'm trying to figure things out with the NBA, and I think we'll see over the next couple hours if we have some big trades go down. But nothing that's going to be earth rattling right it's going to shake up the nba nothing like that but i think what what i'm seeing currently in the nfl what's kind of been shaken up is the quarterbacks it's the quarterback it's a quarterback league in the nfl trust i played in the game i played in the league for eight years you're not good unless you got the guy who can do things behind center trust me you can have a great defense you can have an outstanding special teams group you can have be okay offensively, but if you got a guy who can sling it, trust me, you're not much better than everybody else. I bring it up because I think we've had a couple of pro days over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We've had Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, a guy who I watched at um, in, in the playoffs last year, the FCF playoffs, and I'm like, he was a redshirt freshman at the time that I saw him, and I'm like, uh oh, this kid's not going to be here long. <laughs> like you, like there's certain players who you just see, you watch. You watch their demeanor. You watch how they play. And you're like, oh, that dude's a pro. Like, if we all went down to Venice Beach and you watch guys play basketball and there's, like, one pro between everybody, you just say, like, that guy, oh, yeah, he's an NBA guy. He's a pro guy. It's the same thing when it comes to football. And so I want to get Ian Rappaport's take on this, too, because Mac Jones, the quarterback at Alabama, you know, he'll have his opportunity, you know, to show basically, hey, he can be a franchise quarterback. Is he a franchise quarterback? I don't know. I'm just saying people are telling me from what they saw at his pro day at Alabama, he opened some eyes. And to think about it with Mac Jones, he had to wait behind Jalen Hurts, who right now is considered a franchise quarterback. He's a starting quarterback of Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, Tua Tungavailoa, same thing. Starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins currently. 
And then here's Mac Jones. So sometimes he will say, well, he only had one good year. Well, look at the guys who were ahead of him, right? So that's something I want to get into. Who are going to be the guys who I think can be in the first round of the quarterbacks of the NFL? I can't wait any NFL draft. Kirk Morrison here in for Rich Eisen. Ian Rappaport coming up next. Aaron Wilson a little bit later. Chris Mannix in the third hour. We'll be right back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Kirk Morrison, the eight-year NFL veteran, uh, now NFL host over on SiriusXM and yeah, hosting in for Rich as he takes some time off, much-needed time off. Back here with the guys, Brockman, Del Tufo, TJ What's over up, there. Kirk? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I, I got so much NFL news that I want to just just dive right into it, and no Let's one go. better to dive into it is Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. And Ian, I, I kind of let me start with here first because I know you've been tweeting about some of the protocols upcoming because we kind of turn our attention now from the free agency beginnings to now the draft, and so the draft now has. I'm seeing some new protocols for vaccinations and how they will handle the COVID and inviting fans out to the to the draft. Yeah, um, good to be with you. So the the sort of change came this morning, um, you know, from the NFL, basically regarding uh, updated guidelines from the CDC for people who are fully vaccinated. Um, so you know, obviously, fully vaccinated means you've received two doses, you have had your post shot. Uh, two-week window, et cetera. Um, So now what they're saying is a maximum of 10 individuals who are fully vaccinated um, can be in the draft room 
And if all individuals are in the draft room, masks will not be required, physical distancing will be relaxed, and eating and drinking will be permissible. And that means that anyone who has the vaccine is allowed to be in the draft room, and it's going to look like they used to, right? So I think that's, you know, sort of a significant thing, and the NFL has, has gone a very long way to try to implore people, please get the vaccine. Uh, please get vaccinated. I know a lot of NFL personnel people are. So this is just sort of another push in that direction. And then now when you think about it, Ian, how many guys truly can the NFL, I guess, invite or who will they try to invite? Obviously, the quarterbacks is always something that people want to see. Those are the eye catchers in terms of being in that green room. But how many players you think overall um, would probably accept an invitation to go down to the draft? Sounds like it's going to be a handful. So maybe, and I don't know this for sure, but maybe right. 10, maybe 15. Um, and, you know, those players, we'll see, you know, the, one thing we've learned in COVID is that a week is a long time. So a month or a month or more is a really, really long time. So we don't know what the regulations for vaccination are going to be like that. I mean, it might be possible for players who are there um, you know, to be fully vaccinated by that point, and then in which case you're fine. But you are going to get, you know, let's say 10 or so uh, in in Cleveland. And then, um, you know, the other thing you're going to have is something we saw last year during the draft, which is a lot of cameras in houses. Mm. So people hang with family. You're going to see people's homes. You're going to get to see, you know, who the mom is and the dad and the high school coach and the girlfriend and the wife and <laughs> all the stuff that makes the draft fun. You're going to get to see that in a lot of homes as well. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport joining the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here in for Rich. Make sure you follow Ian on Twitter as well, at RapSheet is his Twitter handle. Um, kind of browsing through Twitter a little bit ago, I saw that the Chicago Bears, they tweeted out a picture of their QB1, and it wasn't Russell Wilson, right? It, it was Andy Dalton. Ian, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, are they trying to tell us something that we're supposed to wrap our arms around Andy Dalton if – you're a Chicago Bears fan, or is this just all a little bit of smoke before we get ready to get to this draft where they draft the quarterback who they think can lead this franchise for the next, what, 10 to 15 years? Yeah, I mean, I I had thought ever since they told Andy Dalton he was quarterback number one when they signed him, I had thought this was probably going to be this way. I mean, and them, you know, them saying QB1 for Andy Dalton does does make you think that, you know, it's it's going to happen. I mean, no one has said to me, Russell Wilson is definitely 100% not getting traded. Right. Um, I thought it was unlikely, but no one has said 100%. Um, so, I mean, this is sort of further solidifies it. I mean, the Bears are moving forward with Andy Dalton. Do they take someone in the draft? Possible. Um, they'd have a long way to go mm-hmm. is sort of the problem, right? Like, they'd have to – someone would have to fall for them or they'd have to make a big trade back up. And it's interesting, too, because you, know, you have a general manager and a coach who are – you know, in a situation where they have to win this year, would the organization let them go all in to make a big trade up for a quarterback? I don't know. Um, a lot of intrigue with the Bears, but it does seem like they're moving forward with Andy Dalton. You know, it was a lot going on over the last, what, I would say three to four weeks in terms of Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. And would Russell be the QB1 for the Chicago Bears? And now we know that Russell Wilson currently is a member of the Seattle Seahawks. How does this still end up playing out, though, Ian? Is there still something that could go down towards the draft? It seems that 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 talk has sort of cooled 
when it comes to Russell Wilson and obviously the teams that were thrown out there, teams that he would go to, have kind of filled their positions at quarterback. Yeah, and you know, I, I think one thing you've seen is uh, he has not uh, sort of updated his list. He has not expanded <laughs> his list. He hasn't said, you know what, right. I could go anywhere. If he said that, you know, teams would be interested. You'd have teams who have really good draft picks who might actually be, um, you know, desirable for Seattle to work with, like the Jets, for instance. They <laughs> might get in the mix, potentially. Um, but he hasn't expanded his list. He gave a list of four teams, and that was basically that. So, you know, if he gets traded, I don't see where. But what I do think this does is kind of put the pressure on Seattle to say, you got to improve things this year. Otherwise, you know, we're probably going to go through this again next offseason. And at that point, um, that would be for real. We saw Aaron Rodgers restructure his contract with the Green Bay Packers. Um, what does this now lead for him? Obviously, the cap number in 2021, the highest in the NFL, I believe, a 37 uh, plus million dollars against the cap, over 20% of the Green Bay Packers salary cap for this season. Is this just a basically a one-year deal, or how are we seeing the Green Bay Packers and they navigate these waters with Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know, what what we've seen with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a standoff, something that's you know really happened the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, actually, where, right. you know, I know they'd like him to kind of restructure his deal. He has not wanted to, and Mike Silver, has my colleague, has done some reporting on um, just sort of Rodgers wants to make sure that he is um, wants to make sure that he is there for the foreseeable future. doesn't want to do anything that's going to make it so they can move on from him. And in a way, I sort of understand it because we've seen, you know, Tom Brady plays till he's 40, Drew Brees plays till he's 40. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going, can I? Like, why, why are you trying to get rid of me just because you draft someone in the first round? It doesn't matter. So, you know, that's been a little bit of a standoff. And what it also did was kind of stop the Packers from making any moves in free agency, uh, which is all other different interesting issue you know one of the things too and i'm just kind of looking at I was looking at a picture there of aaron Rodgers going against the tampa Bay buccaneers in that nfc championship game but as you look at what the buccaneers have now done this offseason it seems they bring the whole gang back obviously they signed in dominican sue the other day to kind of bring back that nucleus back and you see now that tom brady and what he's done in less than what almost a full calendar year how he's changed not only the way that franchise looks the way yeah. people view that franchise how much does that influence, you think, maybe an Aaron Rodgers or maybe another quarterback out there to say, you know what, I, I kind of want to get some of this total power, not total power, but some of this influence that Tom Brady may have over an organization? Yeah, I think a lot of big-time quarterbacks kind of looked at that and were like, wait a minute, like if I just have a little more say in personnel, they could just bring in the guys that I want. And, you know, it's a, it's an all-in approach, and – you know, at some point, the Bucks will kind of get the other side of it where they've given a lot of money, they've created cap space, they've kicked it down the line. At some point, that will all catch up with them. I just don't know when. I mean, we've been saying it's going to catch up with the Saints forever, and it hasn't. They're still signing guys. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of quarterbacks looked at that and said, it's unfair that Brady gets to do what he wants, and I don't. Um, so, you know, that maybe that did lead to some of this, where guys like Russell Wilson and you know, um, maybe Aaron Rodgers said, I, sh I deserve this say also, just like Tom Brady gets in Tampa. I, was, I want to stay right there in that same division, though, Ian, the NFC South, because 
Tampa Bay, we already know what's going on with them. They've already got theirs already taken care of. Carolina, still trying to figure out maybe the quarterback situation. We'll see when mm-hmm. the draft comes along. I look at Atlanta, they seem to be pretty firm with Matt Ryan. But then there's the yep. New Orleans Saints, and they re-signed Jameis Winston. Obviously, Taysom Hill signs the, and I know you can't see this, but I got my air quotes up, the four years, $140 million contract, by the way. Um, but it's Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston. And for right now, everyone's saying that this is kind of Jameis's job to lose. And But when you look at Taysom Hill, is this truly going to be a competition in New Orleans? Uh, well, first of all, the, the Taysom Hill contract was fake. That was right. actually, it was just. That's what I have my air quotes up for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a competition, but to me, it feels like Jameis Winston has the leg up there. I mean, he's the guy who, I know they liked him a lot last year. They loved how he was in practice. They loved him in the building. He worked hard. He cares about it. The only thing you don't know is when he gets on the field, is he going to limit the interceptions? Is he going to make smarter decisions? And there's just, you just can't tell in practice. So I really think, I mean, this might be a situation where the preseason games are actually important this year. We're going to have them again, it sounds like. So yeah. preseason games might be important <laughs> where it's going to show the Saints, like, did Jameis really learn? Is he going to make smart decisions? Is he going to be a sound decision maker? If that's the case, then I think he probably will be the starter. And Sean Payton is such a good coach, such a good offensive schemer. You know, this could be a career resurrection for Jameis. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Ian I mean, at rap sheet on Twitter. So, Ian, I know you're down there in the building trying to – you're hearing what's going on down there at the NFL Network. You're hearing these pro days, right? Guys are ripping it up. I see you just mm-hmm. posted about the Micah Parsons 4-3-40, that, uh, the linebacker from Penn State. Yep. Where could he go in the top ten? If you look at what Devin White did and uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how he was a force. But Mac Jones, a quarterback of Alabama, had an impressive day. Uh, at his pro day for Alabama. Obviously, we saw Trey Lance, a quarterback at North Dakota State. Like, What are you starting to hear now that we're getting a chance to see these players? They're out there performing. They're working out. They're impressing. What's been the buzz so far as we start to get ready for the draft? Well, I think the main thing I hear is the quarterbacks are going to go early. Mm. And it's sort of always the case, right? If a quarterback is the 25th best prospect, he probably gets drafted 10th, right? I mean, we've, we've seen that. History shows people will trade up for a quarterback and it's just they, they stop. They start getting antsy, and they say, "You know what? I don't care about the pay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it." I expect that this year. I mean, we could see four quarterbacks in the top ten, you know, something like that, which is great news for basically everyone else. Because mm-hmm. if you like another player, you're an offensive tackle or a pass rusher, or a corner, a couple top corners, you know, one of those guys gets pushed up. One of those guys could get past the top ten when in reality he shouldn't be because the quarterbacks all get overdrafted. So I think the quarterbacks are going to go really early, which will be a lot of fun. And then other than that, it'll be everyone jockeying around for kind of who is their favorite, you know, at a position of need or a position of, of high value. You know, one of the last couple of things for you here, Ian, is I was kind of joking with the guys a little bit earlier. I said, what's going on with Jadavian Clowney? Remember, it was just uh, a little while ago where he was a franchise player. Obviously, he signs with Seattle and didn't re-sign with them. He signs with Tennessee last season only plays, uh, what, eight games, and now he's sitting out there on the free agent market. Is he still a, a bargain for a team right now currently, or is he just kind of sitting out hoping to get another big big one-year deal possibly? Well, I'm sure it's going to be a one-year deal. I mean, what's right. interesting about Clowney is he turned down three years, $57 million from the Browns last year. Wow. You know, obviously, he should have, probably should have taken that <laughs> um, in hindsight, of course. 
But you know, he what he wanted to do was not limit his his earning value. He wanted to make sure that he could go out, have a great year last year, and then cash in this year. Did not happen, of course. Um, so it's probably going to end up being a one-year deal with the Browns at a lot cheaper. And I know that you know they really wanted to just sit down with him, get to know him, talk to him, see what makes him tick in a way that they just were not able to do that last year because it just didn't, didn't lend itself to that situation, right? So they got him in the building, they talked to him, sounds like it went well. Nothing is imminent, um, but I know they, they liked what they heard. We'll see the two sides and get together and make a deal. Hey, Ian, always, man, I appreciate the time. I know you got a lot going on, man, but appreciate you uh, sharing a couple of minutes with us today. All right, always a pleasure, man. Take care. I appreciate it. That's the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, at Rap Sheet on Twitter is his Twitter handle. But there's kind of a lot there, too, fellas, if you kind of break it down. Obviously, the one thing I am excited about, and I don't know about you, but the draft to have that same feel of what I was, I'm used to, what I'm accustomed to, TJ. Like, when you think about the NFL draft, it's – Walking across the stage, mm-hmm. it's shaking the commissioner's hand, getting that jersey. It's getting that jersey. It was holding, holding it up. It's your fan base getting excited, or your fan base booing you if you're like Donald <laughs> McNabb and you're the Eagles, and they're like, "Boo!" That was the worst. Any jet player, <laughs> right? Or jet, jet, I mean, Jets players, Jets fans. It's, but like, I, that's a part of football. Like, that's the fabric of football. And look, I understand that what we were going through last year as a country in the pandemic, and they still had an NFL draft. It was different. But I never really got that true feel of kind of what I went through, right? I went through the whole NFL draft process in 2005, and I know the emotions that those players have when they get drafted. It's like your football life flashes in front of you, and now it's like, whoa, I've reached the highest level. Like there is no league outside of the NFL. That is the highest league you can go to. And to see like those players' reactions, I couldn't get that raw emotion last year. And I understand really? why. I couldn't get it because you kind of already knew it and there were people who were leaking the reports and you had sure, this sure. guy was going here and when we come back from break, we'll have the live reaction of this mm-hmm. guy. When it comes to the draft, how we normally see it, like you can see real time, real time when a trade happens or a team is off the clock. You're like, well, what is going on? Well, then last year – Trade was coming, and you do it like five minutes before. There was that that same sudden reaction I normally would get. Yeah, you know, we've spoken about this earlier this week. You know, some people did enjoy that that feel from home because you got to see the personalities. You got to (laughs) see the people with their family. So, in a sense, that was really cool because if you're there with the people closest to you, the people that really helped you get to the point that you are celebrated and and getting drafted, that's great. But, you know, from – a fan's point of view, I think, yeah, man, maybe to see that whole spectacle, you know, to be in, you know, the arena or wherever the draft is being held when you have the thousands of fans and you get to walk up there and you get to bear hug Goodell and you get that jersey. <laughs> yeah. There is something to be said about that as well. Yeah, but I still feel like and I don't even know what happened in the uh, like behind the scenes of what happened, because I'm thinking in my head, not everybody made the cut. In terms of the families, right? When you got oh. all the families in, yeah. like yeah. you only get <laughs> six people on camera. Like who get to be on camera? Mama, Mom, dad, dad right, brother. Right, right. You now, gotta stay the, in the other room. Does the girlfriend <laughs> make the cut? Does the homeboy who played on the team like? like you know, that's and that's always a funny game that's too. A funny, when, like when that's you the see, part that I love. Like, you remember see the Lamb on the phone yeah, last year? The, yes. Was, those are the moments that like I like. I'm laughing. Now you know why VIP lanyards at my 50th birthday party. Some people. 
people didn't make the cut. VIP <laughs> lanyards, you did that? At my 50th birthday party, these guys make fun of me. Oh, I'm rich. Is that, that's like the like the wedding. You gotta do it though. It's like the wedding tables or the reception tables yeah, that like you make out. Yeah, what number you're at? Like what number are you yeah. at? I remember I'm my at, brother's like, wedding. I had the party table, so it was yeah. pretty cool. Like, like I get that all the time. Yeah, that's the fine. Table, I love that. You know what I mean? Like, well, table. you don't want to be in the back with like you know like the ugly stepchildren table right. in the back. That's the quiet back table. Yeah, and you pass them on the way to the bathroom. Yeah, and they like, all look at you like you're having so much. How's that food taste? The random singles oh, table. Man. Make sure you call Rich, man. Call the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. I'm Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. Talk about some pro days and maybe a football team name in Washington. More of that coming up on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, welcome back into the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here, filling in for Rich. And <laughs> oh man, the laughs never stop here with you guys. No. It's, it's great to be back with my my my, my extended family. Dale yeah, Tufo, great to see you, buddy. Great to see you and Kirk. And man, always man. And look, you know, obviously when you come in, you you, you have a, a rundown, or you think, hey, I'm gonna talk about this and talk about that, and then all of a sudden. You realize that today's NBA trade deadline, and all of a sudden the <laughs> trades are starting to come in. Give me a little breaking something. News. There we go. Uh, so the breaking news that we're getting right now, this is reported by uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, that the Denver Nuggets and the Orlando Magic, Magic have agreed on a deal for Aaron Gordon. So it's two players and a draft pick. Okay, for the Orlando Magic and the Chicago and the Denver Nuggets are going to get Aaron Gordon. So guard Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick are heading to the Magic, and Aaron Gordon is heading to the Denver Nuggets to Yeah, so the Magic now have clean house today. They send mm, yeah, they, they just Nikola Vucevic to Chicago. Mm. They send Evan Fournier to Boston, and now they send Aaron Gordon to Denver. Yeah, yeah. You like this move for Denver? Does this uh, shake up the West a little bit for the Nuggets? Or 
Yeah, uh, it, it gives them a little bit more firepower. A little bit more, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, more. you got the Joker, and you think about now adding. Where does Aaron Gordon fit? Is he just coming right away as as, as their wing? Is he a guy that's going to give them uh, more athleticism out there on the perimeter? Is he a, is he a true scorer though? Like you got to think of what will his role be? Because in Orlando, he was asked to do a lot. Now, when you come to Denver, what will he be asked to do? Um, for this team now. So they've got some pieces to it now. They didn't have to give up, you know, Michael Porter Jr. They didn't have to give up some guys who I no, no. <laughs> who I think that, you know, I don't know how long Aaron Gordon is. This is just a half a year deal and then they'll yeah. see what happens, you know, at the end of the season. So for me, I think this is something that makes the Western Conference intriguing. But right now, currently the Denver Nuggets sit at fifth. Uh, in the Western Conference. And we got to see what, like we mentioned earlier, what's going on with the Lakers. Could this now give Denver a resurgence and push them a little higher to where nobody wants to see the Lakers in the first round? I don't think nobody wants to see the Clippers in the first round. Right. Like, I, that's some of the questions I'm going to be asking Chris Mannix in the third hour when he comes on 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to ask him, okay, now it's about slotting now. Yeah. You know, I think we see it in the NFL sometimes at the end. It's, you know, who do you want to play against in the first round in the wild card? Or would you win to be a three or you lose and be a five? Like You you want to know those types of things. So uh, we're seeing that. And a couple rumors are flying around, too, right now that um, Rajon Rondo possibly to the Los Angeles Clippers. What oh. would that do uh, for the Clippers? Uh, Rondo would go back to L.A. And obviously he won a championship mm-hmm. in with the Lakers last year. So going over to the Clippers – the opposite locker room be a little bit different, but Montrez Harrell did it, so it's not really like that big of uh, of a deal. But what would that mean if you get Rajon Rondo to get over to the Clippers, TJ? What's well, that? Right, what's that about? Right now, you know, we're we as I say we with the Clippers. Yeah, you're saying we, so yeah. you I don't, you don't have a Clipper jersey on, but you're saying we. So. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys know. I'm a Sixers <laughs> fan and a Clippers fan. Yeah, exactly. you know, we, we talked about that. But the Clippers are in need of a right. true point guard, and Rondo would fit that bill. I mean. Patrick Beverly, who a lot of people, you know, have different feelings about. Right. Like, I'm, I'm an OG Pat Bev fan. I feel like what that guy brings to a team, and you as a player would know obviously better than us, but, like, that kind of mentality, that kind of dog that he brings, right. especially on the defensive end, like, you need guys like him right. to, to win you titles. Hate, you hate playing, playing against, against them, them, but you, you love them on, them on your team. team. Yeah, but I think having guy. a Rondo on there, just like a, a Hall of Fame-type point guard, and especially if he – does somehow win another chip, I think that will pretty much seal that deal. Ooh. But to have that that type of three rings, three different franchises, I think that would make him a Hall of Famer. But to oh, have is Rondo Hall of Fame, Brock, is that is that it, oh, man, is that two, Hall of two, Fame? Two titles in the two most storied NBA uh, yeah, franchises, franchises Celtics it, and Lakers. And you yeah. weren't like the twelfth man on either of these teams, you know, like yes. yeah, playoff Rondo. Yeah, playoff, Rondo. playoff Rondo is a real thing. Yeah. So to get him, you know, any team would benefit from his experience. Why, why, why do your teams don't have point guards? Because you said the Sixers as well, and there's a report that the Kyle Lowry to the 76ers mm-hmm. is, is probably going to get done, they think, in the next couple hours before the trade deadline is up uh, at, tw- at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So it, it's, I guess, point guard time in the NBA? Well, to me, Ben Simmons is the point guard, but – you know, that's how I look at it. That's Simmons. But, you know, again, but you, Lowry, need, you need scoring, too, though. Outside of Tobias. Yeah. You know, outside of Joel Embiid. There are times and moments, and that's what I'm seeing from what I watched in the bubble last year in the playoffs. And what I always see, like, you're still going to need scoring. You're still going to need some guys who can come up because 
this guy may not have his best night, but what do you have outside of that? Who's going to be the guy to step up? That's what Rondo gave the Lakers last year. You know, he gave them that extra, that playoff Rondo that you didn't see. So I think I just like his playoff, I guess, experience yeah. for the Clippers. And, and he's not a score necessarily, but like Rondo does all the things that are necessary to help get you to that title. Looks though. like your boys did make a move, TJ. The Uh-oh. Sixers are getting George Hill from the Thunder. Okay. Hmm. George like Hill's been around for a while. George man. Hill's, you know, solid vet. And I mean solid in a good way. It's a solid vet. Probably didn't have, I didn't see the trade. I'm assuming we didn't have to give up too much. Here, here's the deal Philly gets, uh, according to Woj, Philly gets George Hill for Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, and two future second round picks. Okay. Tony Bradley had like 18 and 11 his last games uh, replacing Embiid. So. Maybe someone saw that and, and, and saw Maybe. something in this kid. Austin Rivers goes to Oklahoma City as part of a three-way deal. So that's that's just part of just teams are dumping money. When I hear like the second-round picks and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of teams I think in the NBA are like are like the Rams. Like They don't want first-round picks. They're like, oh, first-round pick, just get it away from me. I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> because I think you value player over draft picks. And teams right now who feel like, hey, they have an opportunity. Look, right now, today, I am applauding the, the Chicago Bulls. Like, the Chicago Bulls, they are, you know. They're going for they're, it. They're yeah. going for it. They're all in, right? They're right now saying, look, we're right now we're 10th in the Eastern Conference, but now we feel like we can keep rising up. We got a nice little player in Nikola Vucevic. So, you know what? We're all in. And, look. Zach Levine, he's got his uh, what's that? That's like, the whoa. blushing emoji. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, hey. yeah, he's happy because obviously now you got, you got well, now awesome. he doesn't need to demand a trade. There was a lot of talk that I mean, this guy's a superstar, Zach Levine, and yes. there was a lot of talk. You know, this Bulls team is not really up to having him as a superstar, and he was going to want out right. and go somewhere else if the Bulls didn't. I know, think he's still build around him. <laughs> I think he probably still won out. At some point, it's just it's well, it's inevitable, man. Like I mean, if the Bulls go on a little bit of a run here and maybe catch the Hawks, maybe catch the Knicks, the East is so wide open. We're gonna see so much shuffling yeah. through the end of this season in the East. Five games under five hundred, though. Can they get up a little bit higher? We'll see what's going on. Maybe. Obviously, the Hawks. They're gonna be thinking about trading Ray Rondo. So, what happens with their dynamic? The East is. Is it is it strong? I mean, no Lamelo Ball now for the Hornets. I'm not saying that he was the everything for the Hornets, but he was that's a big blow. Yeah, that was, that's a big blow yeah, for the, them. The East is super top heavy. It's the yeah. three teams at the top. We've seen Milwaukee. They won again last night. They're undefeated since the All Star break. They've been playing awesome. Philly. We don't know what they're going to look like. We need to see them at full strength to see if they're going to really contend. And of course, the Nets. Now the betting favorite to win the NBA championship. So. The East is super top-heavy, and then there's kind of everybody else. Yeah, I think now in the, over the next couple of weeks that I can't wait to see is how these guys kind of get healthy as the playoffs start to get closer and closer. Because now, look, once the trade deadline is over you know, in a couple of hours, you finally say, okay, this is what we're rolling with. And now what you start to see is team that you can believe in. Can you believe in this team? Can you believe in that team? Brooklyn, I believe in. I'm already good. Lakers, I believe in. But now this move that Denver made, what does that do for them now? Does that give them an extra guy who can yep. they can put on the Donovan Mitchell now, right? Aaron Gordon can can has that same type of athleticism. Yeah. I like that matchup, right? Then the Clippers too. Very quiet. We know what happened last year in the bubble. Clippers <laughs> super quiet. That's what I'm saying. They're super quiet. Like, they're supposed to, they're a really good team and yet they're quiet. And I feel like 
You I kind of like it, though. You I, adopted I like Dark it. Superstar's identity in that sense. Quiet. Kawhi's quiet. He just goes about his business. I, I like it, though. It's kind of quiet for them because I think they're going to start to uh, – when the playoffs come, they're on a mission, but it's all about which Paul George do you get. From now on, it's all about the Larry O.B. Are you getting playoff P or pandemic P, right? That was his name. Pandemic P was not, not I'm hoping not pandemic best. P was just like a, a thing that we can turn the page on and forget ever happened and not talk about it anymore. Hey, by, by the way, Kyle Lowry's still out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's still, still out there. there. So that's what I'm saying, but they, he's leaning maybe toward, obviously, the, the 76ers possibly. I mean, who knows? But dang, think about how quick, like how fast things change. Real quick. Remember, Toronto was the up and coming. They were the team, and all of a sudden, Kawhi leaves. Obviously, we know why. And then Kyle Lowry now was about to leave, and now they're kind of stuck with well, Pascal Siakam. I mean, no more Mark Gasol. Like that whole team is done. And so when I tell people you got to go for it right now, quit building toward the future. Yeah, the future is like, now. This is this. The future is now. Like exactly. it is no like exactly. We're two years like. I was a Warrior fan. I thought that that window was going to be open for like at least 10 years. That window closed very quickly. Yeah, Injuries, free agency. Five-year run, though. Still, though, man. But you think the way that it was set up, it was supposed to keep going on and keep going on. That's it greediness right happen. there, Kirk. That, you're being greedy now. Well, I am greedy. Yes, I am greedy. Okay, I got to be greedy. You know what I mean? You know why I'm greedy? Just because it, it, it's great to win. Look, Brockman is, is a Patriots fan. How greedy they <laughs> yeah. were. He's not talking this year after Tom. <laughs> no, no, no. no, Super Bowl's back on, guys. The I, whole team is back. Oh, you know what? It's going to be a, it'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, we'll talk, man. We'll Make talk. sure you guys we'll call talk. us though on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich while Rich is on vacation.